Welcome back to Small Town Missing. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And. <laughs> and. And. I just and. wanted to mess with y'all. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to say thank y'all so much for listening and tuning in. I just wanted to mess with y'all. He's them like, so I was, I'm, I'm waited with bated breath there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the looks on their faces. I was this like, is priceless. We're always like, looking at him. They're like, uh, are. Are you okay? Are you What's good? Happening? Did he? Fa- he had a moment. Um, but we will say, I had a thank senior y'all. moment. Oh apparently. yeah, like a seizure. It was like an absent seizure. No, I, the only reason I said that was because I I had to go to the doctor this morning for Ugh. my shoulder, and uh, the the word choice to see you just made me laugh because uh, I, I had shoulder surgery when I was like fourteen. Uh-huh. I'm twenty eight, and he he was talking about how. Yeah, you had you had surgery back when you were a younger man, and now that you're getting older, it's <gasps> Tom, oh, wow. we're there. It's starting to. We're at that level. I just I just started laughing. I'm like, I'm not even thirty yet, and, and you're already putting me there. He's like, like well, now that you're one foot on, in the grave, man. another on a banana peel. There you go. Be a little nice. It's like the doctor. Whenever I told her I, I wasn't sleeping well, she goes, "Well, maybe you're depressed. We can fix that with drugs, or maybe you could try yoga or meeting a nice girl. Meeting a nice girl. Yeah, I'm like." Gum, what kind of doctors am I going to here? Wait, we played a joke on you that year about like printing out a prescription. Yes, thing. he did. Will printed a script and uh, he wrote yoga? as a prescription yoga and a nice girl. And my, my doctor's Russian, so he wrote Dr. Dasvidanya. Dasvidanya. She's so cool. Oh my God. I can only gotta... hope to be as cool as Dr. Dasvidanya. Oh my goodness. But. Moving on, let's go into the episode. I just thought it was, I just thought it was a funny moment because I hadn't told y'all that yet that the doctor said no, that. No, I didn't hear that. No, I, I like, did not get the details. Well, Rhonda, yeah. did you want? We wanted to actually say something too before we started. Thank y'all for all of the uh, kind of love on the um, newest podcast too. More on uh, Maura Murray. We've enjoyed kind of seeing uh, people interact and like the uh, kind of uh, just the amount of people that kind of gravitated towards that one fairly quickly after we put it out there. Yeah, the downloads. Uh, we had quite a few downloads, almost. Almost 100 downloads the first day, which yeah, was awesome. Which is cool. I mean, it, it, it normally takes a little time for that, but like, hey, as 100, any any one is all I wanted. You know, at least we're, we're getting out there. So Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. And also, we've had some recent reviews. We have. So, and they were good. Thank you for that. And hopefully, we continue to, or we strive to be better and do of better course, podcasts. Of course. But yeah, we definitely appreciate it. Thank you all. All right, you guys looking to me to start I'm this? I'm looking yeah. towards you. Oh, yeah. Our podcast today is about April Beth Pitzer. Now, April was 30 years old when she went missing from Newberry Springs, California on June 28th, 2004. <gasps> June 28th? I know that day. <laughs> That's my birthday. You turned 10. I know. Oh, yeah, 2004. I, that should be a happy day. That should not be a day where people go missing, Rhonda. Uh, I agree. I don't think any of us have any. I know Rogers. Like, I yeah. did not do but, this. I yeah, I think everyone would be happy if people did not go missing on their birthdays 100%. or any other time. or ever, ever any yeah, other day. It, absolutely. I okay. mean, you're sitting here trying to make it about you, and this poor girl's gone missing. Oh, listen. I'm, as long as we can make a what I'm happy about, like Rhonda's been saying, I'm happy that we're actually bringing attention, especially to this case. I haven't heard of it, so I'm excited to hear Rhonda's recollection of it here. Yeah. Well, here we go. Uh, so Newberry Springs is a community in western Mojave Desert of Southern California in San Bernardino County. And checking the census, I can only find uh, 2,000 was the most current census I found mm. on it. Uh, it was just over 2,800 people. Oh, wow. So, yeah, in, it's a very small town. Yes, in Newberry Springs. Okay. And a little bit of background before we get into April's actual disappearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had worked as a model in Arkansas and Texas. And according to MissingSouls.com, 
April was arrested for driving while intoxicated when she was 22. Mm. Now, two of April's passengers had meth on them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so pretty serious. Now, she wasn't in possession of any drugs, but police offered her a deal to get the DWI dropped. Okay. And the deal was become a drug informant. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a hard issue. That's a terrible deal. Dangerous. I mean, that, that's a dangerous deal. Very dangerous like. it, deal. It is. I agree with that. It is. But she agreed. And uh, I don't have the exact dates, but with April's birth date, which was February 19th, 1974, this puts the date sometime between uh, 1996 and early 1997. Oh, so, so she was around my brother's was, age. Yeah, she was 20. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. She was 22 whenever this happened, when she was arrested. Okay, so that, you said that was 96, 97, you think? Yeah, time okay. frame. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't have exact dates, and I don't have exact date on this one either, but the drug ring... ring you good? <laughs> that April infiltrated, begin to suspect that she was an informant. Oh, really? And oh, God. And that's as soon as you need to get out. As soon as yeah, you need to run. Exactly. Time to just run. And that's pretty much what she did. She left Arkansas. She moved to Fort Worth, Texas, where she met and married Chase Pitzer. Mm-hmm. And the, those two, uh, they married and they had two daughters. Okay. Okay. So while April was pregnant with her eldest daughter, she went back to Arkansas to testify against members of the drug ring. Mm. So she's going back to because, like you said, she's left, established a family. Now she's coming back. So that's a big risk for her. That's a very big risk. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, she was, I'm sure the FBI got in touch with her and said, hey, you know, we've got this case. You need to come back and testify. Okay. So it's not like, I'm sure it's not like, oh, hey, I hear there's a case going on. I need, I need to, to go, go out back. there. You know, yeah, yeah. Hopefully she would have had some protection or something. Yeah. Like oh, that. I'm sure she was contacted. Now, mm-hmm. whether or not she had protection, I don't know. And, her daughters were three and five when April disappeared in 2004. So I'm guessing the trial was sometime in 1998 or 1999. Like I said, I didn't have any dates and I didn't see any dates in any of the research I was doing. Mm-hmm. April's testimony helped convict 32 people. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Yes. And this is from uh, disappearedblog.com and medium.com. Okay. So, gosh, yeah, she was like a very important witness, like a star witness, it seems like. You would think so. I would agree with that. Uh, Now, sometime after this, April began to suffer from paranoia, and she was actually diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, and April's marriage ended in divorce, and she lost custody of both of her daughters. Bless. Gloria Denton, April's mother, believed that April had been misdiagnosed. April had two small children at this time. And I, again, don't have dates, but I assume, you know, she just, they, there were three and five when she disappeared in 2004. Yeah. So you're probably looking at two children, four and under. Yes. Or I mean, maybe three really and under. So they were, they were very young. And Gloria thinks that uh, she suffered from postpartum depression. Which is normal, which is common for a lot of people and a lot of women. It's just not talked about all that much. Yeah, I I would say so. And plus, she had the stress of having gone through this trial. Yeah. And when you help put away 32 people, you probably are looking over your shoulder quite a lot. Oh, I guarantee you. Because those 32 people have friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it was was big. And family. And family. Right. And family in different ways, too. Yeah, family of all sorts, of you know, that we're talking about. Exactly. <clears throat> so, according to the March 2011 Inland Empire Magazine article by Tammy Min, in late 2003, acquaintances asked Pitzer to go to California with them. Now, according to April's mother, Gloria, these acquaintances dumped April at some point after arriving in California. 
they dumped her just like got, we're like all right bye yeah we've got you here so and i don't know why exactly no yeah. uh, no detail on that and again they're listed as acquaintances or mentioned as acquaintances so not like super super close family friends yeah, or that, something like that yeah it wasn't stated that way that yeah. they were close friends or that she had known them for quite some time mm-hmm. or anything like that and april turtle told her mother she was working as a waitress but shortly before her disappearance, April confessed to her mother that she wasn't a waitress and had actually been living on the streets and in homeless shelters. Oh, but I mean, that's just that's common, I feel like, for especially, yeah. you know, uh, you're talking about a woman who has mental health, you know, issues seemingly going on and stuff like that. I feel like that's a normal thing out well, there. And that's something else, too. She had not been taking her bipolar disorder yeah. medication. Yeah. April did find work as a caregiver for an elderly woman named Barbara in Newberry Springs. Now, again, according to Inland Empire magazine, in June 2004, April told Gloria she had met the wife of one of the men that she had testified against in Newberry Springs, Mm -hmm. or in the area at least. Yeah, that's not a... Good coincidence. Yeah, well, well, I'm hoping too. Like you would think. I wonder. Uh, this is just a hypothetical, Rhonda. You don't. If you don't know, it's fine. Was she placed in any kind of like witness protection or something like that that you know of? Or I wouldn't think so because mm-hmm. I wouldn't think she would have been that easily found mm-hmm. if that were the case. That's true. Yeah, I, I guess not because you said like that she just found this person. You know. Well, and not only that, but she went to California with acquaintances. Yeah. So it's not like she disappeared and nobody knew where she went and she was. You know, had a whole new identity or anything yes. like that. That's, that wasn't the case. She was still April. Okay. Uh, and again, according to Inland Empire Magazine and Charlie Project, the wife knew the people who had traveled to California with April. Oh, so that, yeah, this is like all connected somehow. I see Thomas's eyebrows go up. Uh, yeah, that's no, 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 no. Good. You don't not like that. I mean, it's not a good. It's not a good vibe, especially when like it seems as if it's some kind of ploy, maybe to get her somewhere. Yes, yeah. and that that's sounds, sounds really suspect and really bad. It, yeah, it does. It does. Uh, yeah, because like I said, they weren't mentioned as friends, but acquaintances. So yeah. maybe. And this is, you know, we're just way out there speculating. Yep, as we like to. Yeah. <laughs> that well, one comment. I, I tell you what, let's let's wait and speculate when we get to the end. Yes. Okay. I'm all good for that. <laughs> Okay, and uh, Gloria told April to come home, and on uh, because when April told her this information, come like, home. Okay, we, she thought the same thing, obviously. Yes. And on June twenty second, April told her mother that she would be catching a bus in the next few days. April said goodbye to Barbara, the elderly person that she was uh, caring for, uh-huh. around June twenty seventh. Okay, so my dad's birthday. Oh, okay. That's right. I forgot <laughs> so I'm about that. keeping up with the dates in my own way here. Now, Gloria expected April in Arkansas soon after the June 22nd conversation. When April didn't show up after a few, a few days, Gloria called Barbara, and Barbara confirmed that April had said goodbye to her around the 27th of June. Mm-hmm. Now, Gloria continued to try to contact April for a few more days because she didn't know exactly when she was leaving the area, when she was going to get on a bus or anything like that. So she waited a few more days and tried calling her phone, trying to get in touch with her. And when she couldn't, she called Barbara back and asked her to contact local authorities and report April missing. Okay, that's good. I'm glad she called Barbara because, like, that way, it, since that was the last known location, she could fill it out, you know, instead of April or, like, her mom having to do it. Yeah, instead of her having to travel to California and, and, and spend do that it. time. Waste more wasting, time, yeah. you know. Yeah, wasted time. Uh, according to Charlie Project, an acquaintance had given April a ride to the bus station on June 28th. She was last seen near the 30,000 block of Caspian Way 
in Newberry Springs. Uh, April, uh, where are you, girl? What happened? <laughs> well, we'll speculate. I later. know, we're speculating in yeah, a minute. Yeah, hold the speculation. All right, September of 2004, a deputy, so this was just a few months after her disappearance, mm-hmm. a deputy in Oregon reaches out to detectives in San Bernardino. An employee at an Oregon truck stop had found a message on a bathroom wall. And this is a quote. Want to find a missing girl from Arkansas? I-15, three miles east of Barstow. Oh, this is giving me those vibes. I don't. I forgot what the exact case was, Rhonda. But it was almost, you remember when they found that one um, woman that we talked about and it was like they found some of her stuff in Canada or whatever in like a bathroom somewhere? Oh, uh, uh, yes. I, I cannot forgot, remember I her name. Re- re- remember the name, but it just reminds me of that. Yeah, that was one of our early cases. Yeah, that was one of the earlier cases on there. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. And they had recently found some more, like a purse or something yes, that had been thrown, yes. uh, that was by the roadside. Yeah, but it was like it, in a ditch, and then they found other stuff. Like, it just everything strewn around in several different locations. Yeah, but it was years like. later. That's yep. what was weird on that case. Yep. All right, so a search was made, uh, and there was no sign of April in that area. Uh, just days later, a woman in the Barstow bus station commented on a missing person poster of April saying, she's dead. Again, this is a quote. Detectives interviewed the woman who said, according to rumors she had heard at a party, April had been killed and her body hidden in the desert, possibly in one of the mines left over from California's gold rush. Oh, and the mines, like, have y'all seen that one map? I think we've talked about it before, either on this or the history podcast, about if you see where missing people have gone and, like, overlay it with a map of mines, Mm -hmm. known locations, it, like, overlaps a lot. I, I don't doubt it, because according to the BLM, and uh, our BLM and the California Department of Conservation's Office of Reclamation, there are estimated 47,000 abandoned mines in California. Oh, my God. Just just chilling out there. You could do put anything in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyone. Eight months after April's disappearance, an unidentified person in New Mexico tried to get a cell phone in April's name. Mm, oh, I know, and I don't get it because unidentified. It's like, how easy would it be to take a photo of April to wherever this was yeah. and say, is this who walked in and asked for a phone? Exactly. And exactly. I, don't, I don't see that anywhere. It's well, do you just think unidentified it person. Like, they just made up a name and it was like, oh, you know, it just happened to weirdly, you know, match the name, April's name? I don't know. Probably not. But I'm just saying, like, what are the odds of that happening? But still, I mean... You could have said, "Why even mention this?" Yeah, if if that was you know not a, not a thing. Yeah, if somebody walked up, you know, the local authority walked in and said, "Was this the woman?" and they say, "No, it wasn't." It wasn't one hundred percent. It wasn't. You know, it's done. Yep. Okay. In two thousand and five, the sheriff's department found April's belongings, including a white suitcase, scattered around the Red Dog Mine, which is about thirty miles from Newberry Springs. Gloria, who was there for the search, verified the belongings as April. April's. A mattress and sheet stained with blood and body fluids was also found, but because of the exposure to the weather, no valuable evidence was found. I wonder how much blood we're talking about, you know? I, you know, I didn't find any inf- information like on that. And it might have been difficult to tell because, you know, you're talking a year later. Now, yeah. when in 2005, I don't know exactly, but potentially at least a year later. Mm-hmm. So and Gloria has made several trips to California trying to locate anything about April and I don't know if she's I think 2016 may have been the last time I saw mention of her mm-hmm. going to California so I don't know if she's still going out there or not uh, according to Charlie Project there's there were no suspects or are no suspects in April's case no hard evidence that April is dead 
Now, Gloria believes that April was murdered, possibly as a result of her work as an informant. 100% I could think that that would be, you know, yep. likely. According to Victorville Daily Press article by Jose Quintero, October 12th of 2016, April was declared legally dead in 2012. Okay. Now, kind of to wrap this part of it up, April's Caucasian with brown hair and hazel eyes. She's 5'9", and at the time of her disappearance, she weighed between 120 and 130 pounds. Mm-hmm. And now April would be 48. Okay, so she, uh, yeah, the whole thing, Rhonda, this whole thing is just so weird, especially the acquaintances that apparently she went with or like, you know, that dropped her off at the bus station or something like that. It's just like, we just don't know anything about it. And, uh, you know, I would like to know a little bit more about these acquaintances that she was hanging around with. Yeah, I wish I could have found more information. Well, you can only get what you can, you know. Yeah, and I don't have it in my notes, but one of the sources I was reading through, someone uh I think it was someone who knew April, maybe even the person who dropped her off at the bus station. I don't recall exactly. But uh, Gloria had asked about one of the mines, and that person said, and apparently he's passed away since then, said, you're just not looking far enough, I guess, into the the mine. mine, Into the mine. Which is like, uh, maybe, but they did go back and search further after that comment and still found nothing. Yeah. Okay. And I I know it's probably far-fetched. But could she have gotten to the bus station? Yeah, gotten re- gotten ready to get on that bus and realized I'm going back to the same thing I was dealing with a year ago. Yeah, this stress, possible danger to myself and my children. Yeah, and decided she would be someone else. And you know, I could completely see. I, here's that speculation, y'all. Don't don't write us, you know, a dissertation. But um, you know, I could completely see that if she decided, like maybe, hey, like I'm going to somehow, you know, fake my death and like kind of put all of this stuff and what I need, and you know, I put this evidence somewhere where it can be found, and you know, and then just lead a new life, and that way my kids and my old other family members can't be affected. Like I could, I could see that, you know. I don't know. I I could see it both ways, Rhonda. I could too. I mean, it's probably, you know, more 99.9% that yes, she was murdered. Something happened to her. Yeah. And she's not still alive. But then someone tried to open a, or tried to get a phone in her name, like two states over. Yeah. Maybe it was her. And I don't know. And maybe the unidentified person, and I'm doing air quotes, unidentified person remained unidentified because she did disappear. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I can completely see that because they can't really prove And maybe that place didn't have cameras or, you know, something like that. Who well, knows? I'm thinking more local officials realize, hey, this per- I wouldn't necessarily say witness protection program because you would have thought she would, that she would have already been in witness protection. At yeah. This or point. like had a different name or but something. But like maybe... That. They found out about it, cooperated, collaborated, however you say it, with her yeah. to keep her identity out of the papers. I mean, it could be. I can completely see it. Because like, like you said, we're not going to know. <laughs> we're not going to know if she's in witness protection or something like that. No, no, we're not. But uh, and, you know, I even hate to bring up witness protection because that's like, oh, maybe she is. Let's go look for her. But yeah, I, I just wonder, maybe she is alive somewhere. Yeah. And that's why they've not found anything. And the the comment, you haven't looked enough you far, enough in, far enough in maybe that was something to throw them off yeah i don't know i could see that too i could see it both ways like you said it, it, we always pick these cases that are on the edge of like being one thing or the other i feel like yeah there's yeah. a little bit of possibility a little bit of hope yep that that person is still alive. which i love a little bit of hope now i do love a story with amen that. to that all right well as always uh my 
sources will be on our episode notes. And I do have the number for the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department, uh, 760-256-4838. And again, I appreciate everyone listening. And if you like the podcast, please tell others about us and share. Catch y'all next time.